0: Welcome into a very moody sports show. I'm Daniel Moody. This is Zach Whittington on this 11th afternoon of February
1: 2020. A leap year. Is it? Didn't you know? I didn't know that at all. 29 days of February. And Daniel, Friday. Is Valentine's Day.
0: That also snuck up on me, but also I don't have much of a reason to be looking at that. Exactly. So today at work I was
1: in a group of my coworkers and they asked, Zach, what are you doing Friday? Because, you know, I'm a young twenty four year old male, got good things going on, you know, kinda yeah. in shape, all these things, kinda charismatic, have my own podcast. I'm and a, like, what are you a doing bit of a Friday? character. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. They're like, is Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm like, Oh is wow it? that snuck right up on us so not a very significant day to me dan what what about you
0: me neither yeah i actually even said the same thing to my coworker today uh i actually said i might have be a much. loser
1: and go to the gym friday night
0: i'm probably gonna be hanging out at home maybe mm. work side i do got to work saturday morning so yeah most likely hanging out at home um i also so. have to work saturday morning zach did you have a good week <sighs> Random snow twice during and the week. And it's
1: 75 degrees outside right now. Perfect. I don't know if you knew
0: that. I mean, who doesn't love a snow on 75 degree weather? This is a weather?
1: week in February in the south. Welcome. You could golf. You could ski. You could <laughs> use your canoe. We, would, had, we had flash floods, snow, and 75 degrees all in the same week.
0: Really did. That was a wild week of weather. Um, mm-hmm. But... That's what you get when you're living in Greenville, South Carolina. Hopefully, we don't have to deal with that much this week as there is a USL <laughs> soccer starting up this week. Right Zach. before we go on, Dan. I, okay. have, I saw a meme to, to play off the weather.
1: It said, uh, due to global warming, Germany can now invade Russia during the winter <laughs> and survive the Russian winter. Oh, and I was like, gosh. I don't know if that's real or not, but it's hilarious. Nonetheless. Absolutely classic. And global warming is true, and it's very sad, and
0: we should stop it. Global warming, we're gonna come kick your butt. Recycle. Recycle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on. Moving on. Saturday, three o'clock, guys, at Legacy Field. Dude. The dude, boys are dude, back dude, dude. in town.
1: Boys are back in
0: town. I knew you would do it. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Zach. Um we <laughs> have <laughs> USL <laughs> <laughs> starting up preseason. So uh, Greenville Triumph, gonna be back on the pitch uh it's gonna i'm really excited zach i don't know how you feel so as what's far this about
1: siler man one year
0: um so cole siler is retiring at age 26 from uh professional soccer yeah um I, sort of stunned me whew. uh it definitely i think it's hit to the team a bit as far as the defense um there's just a lot of familiarity on that back line with us returning including dallas J. all five on that back line um that being said, we will be having the replace uh, replacement coming in. Omar's cousin uh, is coming in, and so he's going to be in the right-back position. I'm assuming that we did bring him in right, right before Cole retired because we knew of the retirement coming. What do you um, think it is?
1: It's a financial thing? It's a giving up on your dreams i'm day. not sure what it is
0: um maybe it's some form of injury that he has uh, he's done maybe it's tough to come back i'm not exactly sure but uh th- best of luck to cole in any future endeavors yeah, thank you man. cole siler i mean keep up
1: the soccer dreams he, man. listen you want, set, yolo
0: set the standard he really did for the team as far as like just hard work um he last year multiple games was carrying our team for us and so yeah i think he set a standard of what it takes to Play in the league and be on our be on the Greenville Triumphs team. Um, so yeah, but on a positive note, Saturday, Saturday, three, three o'clock, three o'clock against the Charleston Battery guys. Really, I think the Battery are going to travel really well for this game. Um, I'm interested to see. Are you going? I'm going, Zach. I-
1: you think I get off work a little early? I get off work at 3:30. I could head over still. I mean, come out halftime. I, out half at I yeah.
0: mean, I hope a lot of people come out. Um, it's. I think this is gonna be a great season. I'm excited for the team. I'm assuming the Reedy is River it supposed to snow. Uh, it could Flood snow. 75. I mean, who knows? It could do it all three in the game time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could see the Reedy River River are probably going to be there before the game, hanging out pre-gaming. It's be cold. Um, I'm, I think it's going to be a fun day. Uh, three o'clock game, so don't Dan's have to been commit too some much.
1: Tweets and likes um, from the Greenville Yeah, shout Triumph. out Greenville Triumph. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for the love on Twitter, and we'll just do a shameless plug while we're here. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Moody Sports Page all one huge word, moody word sports page m-o-o-d-y sports page every platform we're on Spotify we're on Apple iTunes podcast now and what you have to do is search very moody sports show on Apple click on our podcast leave us a review it helps so much guys I promise do it on Spotify too leave us reviews like follow our stuff, it follow us tell your friends Moving on.
0: Moving on. Um. So, with the triumph, we got him on the field. We do have some new additions, Zach, this season. A couple guys moving on. A couple guys, like we said, Cole Siler retiring. Uh, we're going to have Brandon Fr- uh, Frick coming in as de- in the defense, along with, like I said, Omar cousin, Adid. Uh, I think we're going to see uh, Adid over... Frick before. Probably Frick coming in as the backup defender. Um, And then you obviously got a couple other guys who've been there earlier, have last there last year. In the midfield, you're bringing in Colin Stripling. um, And then as a forward, you're bringing in Morella just to help add to the uh, Donnelly combo we have there, so I'm really excited for this game. Also, this season you're going to see two new faces coming into the league. Uh, you get the Union Omaha is going to be replacing Lansing as they were as they were disbanded last year, and then you also are getting a team in uh, New England, which will be the second tier New England team from the Revolution, and then also one in Fort Lauderdale. So a couple Those new faces. Those are all USL League One. All USL League One teams. Couple so well, faces
1: maybe you know mm-hmm. why does the lansing team fail and we add did they repl- so you said they replaced the. they lansing just
0: disbanded team. it's probably more of the owner didn't feel he was maybe being, the
1: area wasn't conducive to wasn't soccer. exactly
0: least lansing michigan not exactly because it, maybe it, not the best it place brings for up the
1: question why are you disbanding one team and bringing on two new ones why did the one team fail? So, but it may just, not be, a soccer it just may not
0: be a soccer place. Also, if that owner just like decided he was done with the team, he can disband it at any point time as the owner. Um, so yeah, exciting league for the USL. Uh, we got four preseason games, one game in Charleston that's closed off to the people, uh, to the fans, um, and then there is going to be another home game, and then one in Raleigh open to the fans. Uh, Zach, I've talked to Andy about maybe making a trip up to Raleigh. Uh, I think that would be a fun little trip to do see, old so, see the squays guys i'm assuming if you catch the pod that if you would be down to come catch the game with us so yeah we'll talk about that see what happens that's an off pod conversation mm-hmm. um so that's all we got as far as usl we'll talk more and more as the season progresses i'm really excited yeah Zach, we're
1: gonna really dive deep into two topics and one of them is the Greenville Triumph. We are stationed in Greenville. We believe in the soccer program. We love what they're doing. We love the branding. Everything about it. Full supporters. We're going to recover a lot of Triumph in the coming months, as well as...
0: The XFL, Zach.
1: X-F-L.
0: Which started back up. Second try. Let's run it back. Vince McMoneybag man. He has so much money. Dude. Let me have some.
1: (laughs) I am one of the biggest wrestling fans you know, Daniel, I'm one of the biggest wrestling fans. I know. I'm still low key. I'm not into it like I don't watch wrestling, but like I'm still running off the I'll childhood. I'll still catch it love. if it's there. But like man, I'm all for Vince, I'm all for football, I'm all for the XFL. Like I was too young to see the first iteration of it, so this is crazy to see a rebirth and in my opinion, a successful launch.
0: I was about to say, so Zach, I was going to ask you, so before we dive into actual games, what happened as far as wins and losses, I wanted to ask you a few questions as far as how did you feel about the style of play, because there are a few different rules, and just like overall first impressions of the XFL this weekend.
1: Okay, so I'll start, I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach. Let's start from a business and marketing standpoint of the XFL. Okay. So the funding is there. And you can imagine the WWE has just... Even if the WWE wasn't as successful as it was since the last time the XFL launched, even inflation alone has made Vince McMahon richer. Like, he has a lot more money than he did last time, probably. It's more time, probably better people, more personnel working on this project. You're rolling out the XFL in a timely manner. You didn't rush it together, throw this crap together. You have good branding. You have good uniforms. You have good markets. And I'm talking about the places in which the teams are. Some of the logos and stuff have been on video games, and they were a little lazy with, like, the Renegades logo. Oh, that, where's the Renegade? Uh,
0: Dallas would be Dallas. The yeah, the Dallas
1: Renegade logo has literally been on a couple video games I've had growing up. That's true. So like, I'm a little disappointed with that. But some of them are great. I love the DC uh, the Defenders. Defenders whole get up. I love the color scheme. I'm loving the uniforms. The Vipers look sick. The, the Dragons is one, another one of those logos that has shown up on video games. And, but the they did well and the colors came with dragons, it. but it it looks good on the field. And another thing, the footballs were super cool—the Brent team branded footballs that they were using on offense. The rule changes from a marketing standpoint—they got it together, and they got backed by Fox because the w- Fox is now what the WWE airs on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Come on, Fox. Fox has all the football, all the money. Fox is working with Disney. Uh, You're paying for all these announcers. So I believe launch... The only way it doesn't work... The funding's there, so it's gonna work
0: so i think like you said they do have the backing from fox you have the contract signed with fox you have contract signed with espn to be broadcasting on abc each weekend um so you have it in prime time slots i think that's a big major thing they did not have last time that you mentioned here um i think this has a potential to be successful uh had more viewerships this week than the aaf did to open up its uh first week by but those by it was about, i think it was about about 0. 0.5 million uh but the question is can you continue to get these viewership numbers to stay there it's cool that it's saturday and sunday that's a beautiful thing you get saturday sunday it's one game at a time so I'm, I'm not getting overdosed when... with everything
1: i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you dan part of the reason like i'm it's great that you still are so crazy into college football. Part of the reason I can't keep up with it, man, outside of the big teams is because there's teams. 130 football teams, dude. Like, that's, that's a lot of football teams and a lot of personnel that's changing consistently. Like, the older I get, man, like. It's harder to keep up. And especially as I become more of a professional fan, it's harder to keep up with both. Like, Absolutely. I can keep up with most of it and my schools, but, like,. XFL eight teams and there's people already know. I'm a DC Defenders fan. For the rest of the season. I was <laughs> sitting here with my mouth, my jaw dropped, watching the Defenders drop and Cardell Jones. So, I'm all for it, Dan. All so for it.
0: <laughs> I, I love the marketing look at it because I didn't really even think about that aspect too much personally. But I will say, uh, I also big fan of the changes they have provided you as far as the. Play on the field. Um, The different, the kickoff change as far as you have two teams, both teams lined up, five yards separated. The defense cannot move until the returner has the ball. It's a fantastic, I still saw like a return out to the 45 yard line, 50 yard line. So you can prove to me that you can consist, you can possibly return a ball kick all the way back off that kickoff and you still have a safer, legitimate kickoff. Very impressive. Um, I also, thought as far as on the field play that it was it had a lot of a college feel you have the one uh, one foot in uh for catches rather than Sick. two that's awesome it has a very good college feel to it uh but i don't think you're sacrificing the quality of play some big for hits. the consistency of offense there yeah and you're right the big hits i, I said it to you we we're watching some highlights i said it to you that hit if it was an nfl that was a targeting call immediately no questions
1: I noticed not a lot of injuries.
0: Not a lot of injuries. Um, a couple injuries to start the games against the de- for the defenders that I saw, probably just because that's uh, you know it's your first game back, a little winded or something like that, maybe a conditioning. But uh, yeah, not a major. A lot of major injuries. A lot of major tackle, like people going out from hits and stuff. Uh, so I think that's one thing is that that separated them from their original cells of the XFL is the consi- the ability to deliver big hits but still safe hits that aren't crippling people all the time. Something you
1: kept pointing out to me. This is only the third week these guys have been practicing.
0: Um so yeah, they did a couple camps, so a couple like two week camps. Uh one in I do believe in like the fall, one in the winter, and then yeah, the past three weeks they've been consistently playing against each other, practicing together. Uh
1: were they doing inter team practices? Yeah, you
0: know? inter team games and practices, scrimmages, stuff like that. So they have Just had like the NFL does. Had, they've they had some they've had a lot more preparation than they did initially, but still that being said, this is not a team that's been together all offseason and all last year, you know, this is not established. these are teams I mean, that the just games got weren't established,
1: perfect, but
0: <laughs> but you have a lot of big scores. Uh, I was uh, so I really was impressed with the play overall. One other thing before we get into actual wins and losses, we can talk a little bit about like uh, how you thought they played and stuff. Uh, but I one other thing, the transparency on. Challenges, Transparency on reviews, transparency as far as when the offense is lining up and you are hearing a live mic of the head coach making a play call. So you hear him make his play call and you hear all the offense getting set. You hear the defense getting set. Everybody's on a live mic, including the people in the review booth. So I have a live picture and a live voice of the people in the review booth, what they're seeing love the transparency Mm
1: -hmm. so i enjoy that too because one of the coolest things about the nfl is when players are mic'd up and stuff you know like you get some of the best insight into the character of these guys when you're getting on field quotes from players and stuff and hearing the coach calling plays hearing them react right as like a play happens and stuff like Like you said, the one coach was like, run the same play, run the same play. Run the
0: same play. You instantly hear that. Uh, Coach Zorn of the Seattle Dragons heard multiple times. They had a couple turnovers. Every time they went to his mic, and he just like, well, dag nab it. And I was like, that's classic. I love that. Um,
1: I would not choose those words if I was a head football coach.
0: (laughs) He knew he was on mic. Let's be honest. I
1: would be one of those coaches that cusses. I hate to say it, but.
0: So mm. we'll get into the yeah, actual play. Anyway. The uh, first game of the XFL: DC Defenders versus Seattle Dragons. Uh, as I mentioned, you are DC Defender fan. Your quarterback. I wanted to be a Viper going it's into tough. the season.
1: <laughs> I wanted to be like they're more local, kind of. I guess Tampa and DC might be just as far apart for me. Uh, but yeah, hopping off the Tampa Bay Vipers train, I am a full blown DC Defender. Cardell won me over, magical throwing the ball, running the ball. He has still not lost as a starting quarterback ever.
0: He's not the only uh, big-time name from college that you would know on there, too. Donnell Pumphrey on there as a running back. Uh, he didn't have a great game, but that's a huge name because hold it holding the uh, NCAA rushing record uh that's there's just a i thought that's sort of what i took away from this weekend and what i've sort of noted in my notes here a lot is just the uh names that you know on these teams it's huge i think having people that uh a lot of fans and football can connect to instantly
1: i think for the longevity of the xfl and the success it will ride on successful starting quarterbacks Almost eight of them, you have to have eight successful quarterbacks who can carry a storyline. And when I say a storyline, I don't mean a week-to-week bullcrap like the WWE. I mean, give us a little more drama through these cuts to the coach, to these cuts to the players. What if there is actual some beef that we get to see develop and carry out in the middle? Likes of stuff, yeah. You know, what happens when Cardell Jones literally forms, like becomes a butthole and he's six foot six, 280 out there, and these defenders like try to come at him 100%, just like they would a Cam Newton, you know? So, like, XFL has potential, in my opinion, to launch. If America gets behind these starting quarterbacks.
0: If they're willing to give it the chance. These
1: starting quarterbacks could carry these teams, dude. I I just have, like, a feeling about it.
0: Well... Uh, quarterback duel that we saw was also on Saturday. The second game of the week of, uh, of, the, of the XFL was the Houston Roughnecks who uh, beat the LA Wildcats. Phillip Walker, the quarterback for the Roughnecks, uh, played at Temple. That man swung the pill. This dude looks. Like he may be the Tom Brady, could be the like the Pat Mahomes of the XFL right now. He's tight, tight windows, great spiral. Um, and then backup quarterback and backup quarterback for him, Connor Cook. Yes. Connor Cook,
1: I'm more impressed with the former Auburn receiver Sammy Coates out there. That's a big NFL big, body you got thrown. Played the ball for the Steelers
0: to. for a long time, honestly. So yeah. like, that's a huge name that a lot of people are going to know, and uh, I think is going to be a big time receiver for this team. Um, and then Chad Kanoff was the quarterback for the Wildcats. He looked good, but another uh, a wide receiver you know about, uh, name wise is a. Uh, you had uh, Jordan Smallwood out of Oklahoma uh, on his, his on the receiving end for him. Uh, there's a, like I said, just a lot of names you're going to know, and like I think they're just going to keep popping up more and more and more people you know. Um, into Sunday there were two games. Uh, Zach, you were commenting on the Dallas Renegades versus the Battle Hawks. The Battle Hawks got the win in a close game, but you were stunned when you saw Bob Stoops coming off that sideline.
1: Dude, Bob Stoops, Greg Olson's calling the game. You got Steve Levy calling game. Steve Levy,
0: Joey Galloway's you got on game. Marquette
1: King for the Battlehawks. Okay, so we're we're gonna have to start a discussion eventually about the NFL blackballing Marquette King. So you even asked me during the game. I was like, "Is it? Is it that?" I was like, "I saw Marquette King on the sideline," and I was like. You told me in Marquette King, and I was like, he played for the Raiders. John Gruden cut him. Yes. He got one more shot, and now he's out of the NFL. That dude hit 60-yard punts. That punt he kicked was like 60 yards stopped on the one, and his got stupid linebacker by his team. punched it into the end zone. Tackled it into
0: the Mar- end zone. Mark, I'm telling you, it's that here. Was the biggest brain fart I've ever Heard seen. Heard it here first, Moody Sports.
1: What? Marquette King got Marquette
0: blackballed. Marquette King blackballed. He's out getting the NFL. blackballed. And I,
1: I don't know why. Like, Give my man a job. It's like a Kaepernick blackballing. He didn't do anything. But he didn't be a do anything punter. at all.
0: <laughs> they just won't allow it. No swag on the punters. I'm yeah, like, it's dude. crazy. My my You're punter has all the swag.
1: We have to hold you back.
0: So. Last game, I didn't like it, Zach. I didn't like it at all. Tampa Bay Vipers lose to the New York Guardians in what was a bit of a dominating performance for the Guardians. Aaron Murray threw two interceptions. Ooh. So Dan,
1: how 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 much of an emotional attachment do you have to Murray as your starting quarterback for the Vipers? Because if a Taj Boyd was a starter somewhere, I would full-blown be the fan of them.
0: I mean, I love Aaron Murray. Still want him to be successful, but you can't be doing that. And I will say, I Former said this. Former Georgia quarterback, for those who don't un- remember. Unaware, sorry. Well done, Zach. Fill in the, fill in the crowd in. It's the crowd man um,
1: It's not me and you talking to each other.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Aaron Murray, great quarterback, but I said it to you. His two interceptions is routine. One of them is probably the receiver's fault was a tip ball so I one of them with the
1: is absolutely routine. his
0: fault okay
1: <laughs> but it wasn't a good offensive showing not a great offense
0: it's terrible rough uh quentin flowers was the backup quarterback he didn't look much better he was out of usf when charlie strong went there um so yeah the vipers i'm hoping can clean that up the Guardians, a couple noted notable names. Uh, Marquise Williams is one of their backup quarterbacks. Y'all may remember him as the quarterback that nearly beat Clemson in the ACC he championship. He had a 4,000-yard passing season that senior year. He literally had... He, North Carolina was on top of the world, and he left. And then two years later, they fired that coach. Oh, what was that? I can't even remember his name now because he Larry was Larry Fedora. Larry Fedora because he was a hat. <laughs> he was, he the, was a hat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just a hat. Yes. On uh, the sideline. <laughs> One more notable name. This is for SEC people. Jordan Tiamu. Out of Ole Miss quarterback for the Battlehawks. I didn't even I was stunned when I saw him out there. This is just a fun thing for me. So guys were like he said, covering a lot of XFL these next few weeks. Got a lot of games. Um, so We'll be back on it. Um, so Pick a Zach, team
1: and start rooting.
0: Please come on, just Go join defenders. in. Tell, <laughs> t- tweet at us. Put it on Instagram. Let us know who you're, who you're X- a fan F-L. of. XFL, Ball. come on, guys. Spring football, come on, Aaron Murray, clean it up. Spring
1: football, it's better than spring games. It's better than practice. It's the real deal.
0: So Zach, from the field of football to the court, the pine, the pine, the hardwood, the hardwood, the hoop, central. NBA trade deadline last week. We previewed a little bit. Do you got a review for me? I have a. I mean, there's there's some major headlines.
1: Like Iguodala finally got out of Memphis, went to Miami, and there's the blow up because Andre Iguodala was apparently being non compliant the whole time and talking crap about the Grizzlies. How I don't want to be here from the start. And the young players are like, get this guy out of here. This is annoying. <laughs> and he didn't play one game for the Grizzlies. And then after it, Igadol is like, I never said I didn't want to play here. I'm like, grow up, dude. You... And then here's a question for you, Dan. Okay. Igadol has averaged 12.7 points a game, like eight rebounds, four assists for his career. Three time NBA champion, finals MVP, Hall of Fame. Yes.
0: yes or no? what? But he's I'm... like an Eli Manning. I don't believe it. Then it shouldn't
1: happen. The Hall of Fame is for the gods. It's of
0: not your record book. It's not your personal record book. In your in my personal record book, he ain't there. Along with Eli Manning,
1: Igadala, <sighs> <laughs> you were. He's just a glorified dunking defender. I mean, like, is Igadala holding LeBron to thirty points a game the reason that they won those finals? No. It's Steph Curry and Clay Thompson throwing three pointers. I was about runs. to say I
0: don't there was one and game Draymond. of that where Steph does where Klay doesn't play and they don't win because he had like 45 points. So Yeah. And I mean, you
1: LeBron literally averaged 30 plus on you and you got it defensive MVP. That is Steph Curry's Finals MVP. Give not it back. Iguodales. Give it back. Steph Curry <laughs> is the only unanimous MVP regular season in NBA history and he didn't win the Finals MVP
0: after winning the championship crazy
1: uh, hating on my boy speaking of my boy steph curry episode 30 del curry this is the del curry episode sorry steph 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 when you retire you can get an episode about you (laughs) not right now not right now we're gonna pay homage to To wardell curry number 30 the second all Time leading scorer in Hornets history. The 1994 Sixth Man of the Year. He was drafted in 1986. All-American in 86. All-American, second team, 1986. Consensus. Write it. He went to Virginia. It's crazy. They retired his jersey. Retired his jersey number, and we're gonna name the 30th episode after the man with the best shooting genetics of all time. Wardell curry number 30 charlotte hornets also played for the raptors and a couple other teams who cares one of the best hornets of all time kimball walker broke almost all your records i'm sad for it he does color commentation for the hornets every game he does play by play with eric collins and i'm just gonna say this not as a bias Hornets have the best two commentators of any team in the NBA. Like, every other team, like, I won't watch an NBA game. The national games are great, obviously. You get the guys who just travel to the game. But your local commentators, Charlotte has some of the best because the other ones put me to sleep for some teams, dude. Like, I can't even, I'm just like, literally, this is the most boring broadcast I've ever seen in my life. So, shout out Dell. Shout out Eric Collins. Shout out Steph Curry and Seth Curry.
0: All the Currys.
1: Episode 30. Cash money. Cash Kirby. money. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. But NBA trade headline. I will comment on the Hornets. They released Marvin Williams, six year vet. Pretty sad. Turned himself into a great stretch for looking to go to a contender. Sign him with the Bucks. Also released eight year vet. Eight seasons. Been here since 2012. Number two overall pick. In the biggest sham in NBA history, the Hornets got the second pick and drafted Michael Kid Gilchrist where they should have been. The, the Hornets had the worst statistical year in NBA history. Won seven games. We went 7-59 and 59 nice. in the lockout year that Derrick Rose won the MVP. There were 62 games or 68, whatever it was. We went 7-50-something. and 50 something. Worst year ever statistically. Got the second overall pick. And the number one pick went to the Pelicans, and they took Anthony Davis. And the Hornets have sucked ever since. MKG can never shoot the ball. And he got waived by the Hornets this week and, as of today, signed with the Dallas Mavericks. So, MKG, the second overall pick in the 2012 draft, has now signed with a second team, Dallas Mavericks. The number one and number two picks are not on the teams that drafted them as Anthony Davis. is in Los Angeles. So, that's all that happened in Charlotte. Uh, they didn't add anybody to the team, but besides that, man, you just had some minor stuff going around. You got
0: another to, another one I wanted to talk about with you and see your opinion on is was the uh, the Andre Drummond leaving Detroit unexpectedly and going unexpected to the Cavs because he's been
1: on the trade dead. He's been on the trade block for the last three years. Like every year, the Andre Drummond. Heats up around the deadline, and this year it wasn't
0: even a deadline. As soon as the season started, it was like Detroit's looking to move. Do you think? Drummond. Do you think his career is going to die there? Like, do you think Where? this is? A, in and, with, and with in Cleveland, I don't it's think just he's going to be like in Cleveland much
1: longer. His contract ends this year, and then people, somebody's going to pay him a full blown big contract. Yeah, well, he's up for he's expiring, so that's why that's why people play well. If you, I'm just again, curious. If with you're it. in the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, if your stats are spiking look, and I bet it's a contract year for them.
0: The ga- Well, it seems the game is leaving him in the dust a little bit as far as the progression of how it's going to more outside shooting, and he is not exactly a prime-time defender. And unlike Joel Embiid, who thrives from that three-point line, he, you don't see him doing a lot a lot of the times.
1: Yes, well, he's not a shooter. He can't shoot free throws, really. But if you want 20 and 20 off dunks and rebounds... rebounds? Yes. I mean, I would take Andre Drummond on the Hornets. I don't want my center shooting threes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would rather him be on the block and getting rebounds and getting dunks and let my shooters shoot. So I don't want a stretch five. I want a big... Re- Man, if you could give me Shaq or give me Dirk, I'm going to take Shaq. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's end of the day. If the I had Shaq play. right now, I'm going to take Shaq right now on my team in today's NBA Shaq well, even said himself how would you adjust for today's NBA he's like I wouldn't no one in today's NBA would stop me
0: <laughs> I do think that you have to have some form of a big man when you get into the playoff situation you got exactly. those seven game series you got to have somebody that can get you some imagine points if on you low roll ball. Drummond out for defensive
1: purposes in the third quarter and then just took him out when it was time to hack a drumming
0: you know? that's true I think yeah so I think you may be right I think you can see him I just don't know if he's going to be getting a huge contract next year even though it is a contract He's going to demand either. big money from a bad team a bad
1: somebody stupid like the is Cavs. going to pay him the max or close to it but look Clint Capella signed a huge contract with the Rockets and he got moved
0: to Welcome to the Hawks. Welcome, hey. Welcome yo. to a dumpster fire. Of welcome the to my Southeast dumpster fire. NBA basketball. Hey, hey listen we'll be We'll be do better to, next year. Dude, y'all have the most wins in the league within like the last 10 years. I think we got to fire the coach, is the problem. I think it's. Who is it's, it? It's. I mean, like, that's the thing is. It's not. Who is it's it? It's not
1: Budenholzer. But it's. No. A, well, it, it's
0: just like an assistant guy of Budenholzer. Um, I just think with that, you got to get. it's You have the young talent. It's not working right now. You're definitely not trying to move that young talent. So I think you got to make a move as far as coaching. Um, but. Uh, I think that's all really as far as the NBA. You got Clint Capella, you got Andre Drummond, Andre Iguodala. Those are probably about the big three moves you saw. Um, Not a lot of crazy stuff happening, so uh, we're about to be in the All-Star Weekend. Zach, you excited for the All-Star Weekend? Stephen A. Smith coaching All-Star Celebrity Game Friday night. I'm pumped.
1: I'm pumped. Stephen A. Smith has a wet jumper too. So shout out Stephen. He's just a. coaching. Yeah, I know. But you're Strictly. gonna you're gonna get some clips of Stephen A. shooting too, which is gonna be great. I love All Star Weekend. I have since I I was a kid. It was just in Charlotte. The last couple of years, I wish I could have gone. You want to know how much tickets are? No. Oh my. I don't. You don't. Because it would hurt, dude. It's like unrealistic. Like even for an so All Star like, celebrity so game. So it's All Star <laughs> Weekend. It's like Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, and Sunday nights the All Star game. Saturday nights, the uh, three point dunk contest and, and stuff. Friday night was like thirteen hundred dollars.
0: But that's the celebrities. You to go see all the celebrities, Zach. But it goes up from
1: there. <laughs> Saturday night was like twenty five hundred dollars, and then like the next day was like forty five hundred dollars for like the LeBron and Kawhi, the big All Star game
0: on my couch. But the
1: thing is, it's like a a ticket to a normal NBA game for like crappy teams is ten bucks. But if LeBron comes to town, it's fifty bucks for a crappy NBA team if they're playing the Lakers. So you do that times every good player in the NBA and you get a $4,500 all-star game ticket to Charlotte, which is insane. (laughs) So all-star game, I'm never going to go, but watch it. Yes. I love the dunk contest. I'm going to tell you, we have our finalists for uh, every contest in place. Dunk contest. You got Derek Jones Jr. you Got Dwight Howard. Awesome. Pat Connaughton and, uh, is it Aaron Gordon?
0: Aaron Gordon is in there. Aaron
1: Gordon literally had the best dunk contest ever Zach Levine. I'm repeating myself from previous episodes, but
0: one it's exciting. of the
1: best dunk contest ever, Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine. Aaron Gordon's probably going to win this one, but you got to watch out for Dwight and uh, Derrick Jones Jr. But here's the thing. Pat Connaughton might be creative, and he can also jump. Derrick Jones Jr. can jump super high
0: but may not be creative.
1: uh, I love the dunk contest. It's going to be fun. And I am pulling hard for my boy Devontae Graham in the three-point contest. I was about to say. Charlotte,
0: let's go. Isn't there a big man in the three-point contest? I'm sure. I don't know everybody. No, I think it's Dwight Howard in the skills contest. Is it really? somebody's in the Somebody big is in the skills. I know Carl maybe, Towns
1: turned down the skills. Maybe contest.
0: Adebayo, Cam bio. Bam, Bam Adebayo. Adebayo yes, yeah. Well, we uh, have so. to
1: look it up. I'm gonna be honest with you, Dan. I didn't look up the starting line.
0: I haven't looked at teams. a lot. It's all star weekend. I'm just here for the fun.
1: I'm here for the fun and the shenanigans.
0: So, guys. Leaving the NBA court, we're gonna step down to the NCAA court as we are approaching March fast. It's a leap year though. It's quick leap day. year. Don't forget the extra day. We mentioned this earlier. Don't start March Zach early. Um, so, guys, as we approach the end, I know it's all. We all love talk of bubble watch. We all love the bracketology. I think, as far as bubble watch, I am not going to give you my bubble watch teams exactly. <laughs> if you say I'm bubble watch two more times, I'm going to hit you die. <laughs> with a couple. Teams, one team from like a couple conferences, each conference that you should keep your eye on coming into the end of the season here. Uh, probably gonna be making pushes maybe not just for a uh actual birth in the tournament, but actually uh raising their seating in the tournament. Um So, for the ACC, guys, I think the ACC, you pretty much got Duke, Louisville, and uh, Florida State look like they're dominating. They're going to be in it for sure. And then you got a couple teams on the verge. Virginia's one of them um, that could possibly be back there to defend the title. But the team I'm telling you to watch in the ACC, Zach, you may like this, the Wolf Pack of NC State.
1: Wolf, 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 wolf.
0: Well, thank you. I
1: I think of myself, Dan, as kind of like a one-man Wolf Pack. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like the NC State. Thing. I mean, you, you're me. basically their brother. Y'all are brothers. I'm basically, more of, I'm more of a lone wolf. Type. They're a wolf
0: pack. You're a lone wolf. Yeah, like instead you broke of, off from the pack.
1: Instead of going with people, I'm more to myself. I see one man wolf pack.
0: One man wolf pack. Uh, so NC State not a one man wolf pack, looking like last year a bit as far as the their their record so far, what you've been seeing from them. But I do think they are right there on the verge of being able to keep themselves in the conversation as far as a low per- berth in the tournament. Um, they have a couple shots as far as against some big time ACC uh, opponents, Duke. Um and so and Florida State you get one going against Florida State. Florida
1: State is mad crazy good this year. So so great job down there
0: in Tallahassee.
1: Program like it shouldn't even be this good, but they are Mm -mm,
0: definitely not what we expected out of the season. Um, so I think NC State if you get a win against Florida State on the road and Duke, I think you can push yourself into that conversation for sure. And Duke
1: barely beat a North Carolina team this week. That's not that good.
0: Uh. So, Big 12, I think obviously you got Baylor, you got Kansas, West Virginia, another team consistently in the, in the bracket uh, that I think you're going to see back in there again. They've all been playing well. Um, so They're all sitting really comfort, comfortably in the tournament, but I think you want to watch both Texas Tech and Oklahoma. Both are right in the same place where they're going to be playing all three of those teams over the next few weeks, um, and so they all have a chance. Both teams have a chance of pushing their name into that tournament Uh rankings. Um, we'll see what happens with both of them. I like Texas Tech over Oklahoma for that, but we'll see Texas Tech consistently a offensive juggernaut as far as shooting the three ball. Um, into the Big Ten, uh, Purdue is a team I want everybody to be keeping an eye on. They uh, went out on the road uh, and upset Iowa, who was the best team in the Big Ten. They went to uh, West Lafayette, upset Iowa 104-68. to Huge win. And then this weekend went on the road to Indiana, got another big win. Huge. I think this is a Huge. team you want to keep watching. Uh, especially later on, they have uh, to, they have game against Penn State coming up. They got games against Ohio State, uh, Wisconsin. So you got a lot of teams that you can beat and make a name for yourself. I think this is a Purdue team that's fit to be in the tournament right now, uh, looking really good on offense. Um, into the Pac-12, Stanford Cardinals. Uh, that is a team you want to watch really close, as they have a lot of games against Quad One teams. Oregon, Washington, Arizona, I will say they didn't win this week against a Colorado team that's ranked number 24, uh, but it was on the road, close game, so hopefully that doesn't hurt them, hurt you too much. Um, for the SEC, you got uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. This is a team who I feel like consistently doesn't have a lot of big names as far as players, doesn't have people you're going to know, but are constantly in the conversation. And then off the, coming off this weekend, they beat Georgia. Uh, at Georgia, in overtime, we're able to get a 105-102 to 102 victory. Huge win for them as far as just showing that you can win a close game and on the road. Um, they have a game against the number one team, Auburn, and the second best team in the Eight, uh, SEC LSU coming up, so if they can win both of those Crimson Tide, I think they're in the tournament. Uh, into the Big East, obviously everybody loves the Big East. Obviously, you talk Big East, you're talking probably 17 teams. You're talking
1: about the All American Conference. All
0: American, no, All American Big East, yeah, <laughs> yeah all the same. We're talking Big East. I'm talking Zach, Georgetown, talking Georgetown, talking Villanova. We're gonna be running. <clears throat> These teams, I think there's me seven of these teams into the uh, tournament, Zach. Honestly. Um, and Big and teams? Big Ace teams. I think that this is one that you want to keep a really close eye on that's probably going to make it a number, possibly seven or eight teams there, would be Xavier Musketeers. Let's go, Musketeers. Um, they are coming off a win. They beat Seton Hall. That's the only team coming out of the Big East right now that you could say for sure in the t- tournament. They beat Seton Hall, and then coming off that win, uh, they beat DuPaul, And then this past weekend, they also got a win over uh, Providence. So both they're now 5-6 and six in their conference um, and definitely can make a push for the regular season, uh, probably second place in the regular season, and then have a good look for the tournament as far as their conference tournament. Uh, American Conference, you got Cincinnati. This is a team that is definitely in the bubble watch. They uh, have been working themselves up. Potential uh, uh, Wooden Player of the Year on this team, and Jaron Cumberland. He's been looking more and more dominant as the season's gone on. Had a rough beginning of the season, but he's looking a lot better. And uh, in the past few weeks, with a lot of big wins, uh, I think this is a team that's fit to make a run into this tournament uh, late. And then the last team, this is a one from a a small school. Probably don't know them much, guys. Northern Iowa Panthers. My guys are set up right now dominating their conference. Look like they're probably going to win the regular season. Probably going to go run through their conference championship tournament. But... Don't be surprised. If they get upset, don't win their conference championship. This is a team that's still going to make the tournament. I promise y'all. So just keep your eye on Northern Iowa. Definitely going to see that name in the tournament this year. Guys, NCAA, I can't wait for March Madness. We're getting there closer, closer, closer. Zach, you got anything else this week? Yes,
1: shout out the... South Carolina women's basketball team, number one number team number in one the country, in the country, beat UConn this week. Sent Gino home. I'm all for it. Packy bags. Yes. Shout out women's basketball school, South Carolina. Good podcast,
0: Zach. I had a lot of fun. Can't wait. How long are we looking at right now? We're sitting. Solid 43. Um, Well,
1: we've been cutting everybody. We get everybody a hard 30 lately. So,
0: So guys, we also had a lot of XFL to talk. Lots next week to talk. We'll talk to you all next week, guys. This has been A Very Moody Sports Show. I'm Daniel Moody. This is Zach Whittington. Have a great week.
1: Just the two of us. (sighs) Thank you for listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and Twitter at Moody Sports Page. That's right, a new name, Moody Sports Page. And listen up next week for Good Predictions and Hot takes.